0: This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. ABTP family, this Beyond the Profi podcast episode is brought to you in part through a sponsorship from Young Dental. This episode is featuring the Delish Profi Paste. There's a reason for its namesake because it smells mm, 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 and it tastes mm, 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 good. It has a smooth, creamy texture. It's gluten-free. It's made with xylitol and it has some Awesome cool fun flavors such as happy hour, dessert trio, orange sickle, coca mint, key lime, and so many more. To find out more about this product, visit www.youngdental.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. Our guest for this episode is the founder president of Verbal Impact, past president of ADHA, and a professional international speaker, Kelly Swanson-Jakes. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks, Jasmine. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm very um, happy that you agreed to come on. I have to tell the listeners about when I first met you. So when I first met Kelly, um, I saw her as a baby hygienist at at a um, ADHA meeting. She was president at that time. And I saw, I was like, immediately the first thought was, Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. And you were so far away. And I'm like, Okay. So we go, like, we, there was like a howling of the moon or something like that event. And I have oh, yes. a you as I'm leaving. And I walk up and I say the most awkward thing. And I walk up to you and I say, Hi, are you the president? Like that. Are you the president? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Yes, I am. And you were so warm i was not expecting that i think you even maybe touched my shoulder it was just like just your energy was just it was wonderful and then i had the opportunity to get to know you a bit when i went to uip in 2015 and so yes it's been great to it's just it's almost like a full circle moment here for me i'm like oh my gosh I'm getting a chance to you her, she knows me when I say hello to her. she knows my name we're working on the spelling we 're working on the spelling, yeah working on the spelling,
1: yeah, perfection is so overrated, you know yeah. i I try, but not really,
0: yeah, so it's super cool to have you on the show, so thank you for being here today
1: well, thank you it 's my pleasure. I love watching what you 're doing, Jasmine, and uh, you are quite. The woman on the move, you are, I consider you a mover and a shaker, and you're so upwardly mobile within the profession of dental hygiene and just as a woman who is leading the way. So I, I'm very honored to be on your show.
0: Oh, thank you. So for the listeners that are not familiar with you, I mean, you do some really cool stuff. I mean, you're a thespian. You do some acting and that's phenomenal, phenomenal things. So just give the listeners a a rundown about you as far as your career and some of the work that you, that you've done so far.
1: Okay, great. Um, Well, I am a registered dental hygienist. I live in the state of Oregon and that's where I have had all of my schooling and education. I became a, a dental hygienist in 1996 and then I practiced clinically for almost 10 years, and during that time I decided it was, I wanted to go back for a master's degree. So I did that through Oregon State University for two years. I went to school. It wasn't online. I actually went to campus for two years and was a graduate teaching assistant at the time, and so I got my degree in communication and public speaking, Because part of my professional trajectory is as a clinical hygienist, you know, I went to so many continuing education courses for my own uh, relicensure, and I said, I want to do that. I want to get paid to speak. And that was a huge personal goal of mine. And so then the next thing is, well, how do I do that? And what do I need to do to get paid to speak? And I knew I wanted the credentials and the education of a master's degree behind me. I knew it would set me up differently in my profession, whether that would be in education or in direct sales. I just knew that having that master's would open so many doors for me. And, you know, when you do something like that, it proves to the world that you've put in the time, Mm -hmm. you've put in the effort, uh, and it does give you a certain authority. So for me, that was kind of like my educational trajectory to get to starting to where I am today. That's, that's been 10 years now. Mm. And, uh, I think what's really important for me is along the way I was always, I was very involved in my association, my professional association. When I first got out of dental hygiene school, I wasn't, I mean, I was a single mother. I was working full time. Mm. I uh, had two children and I just didn't really know about getting involved. But four years after I graduated, my alma mater, the dental school, closed the dental hygiene program. Wow. And yes, not very many people know this part of the story. And here I am working away in my operatory, and I loved my education. I got educated at Oregon Health Sciences University. You know, it was a full dental school where we did rotations from everywhere from the veterans hospital into the children with special needs hospital to, you know, the perio, the ortho, we just had such an incredible education up there. Mm -hmm. And I was very proud of it. And so when they closed the program with no notice, wow. I, I went into a professional and personal tailspin. I was just like, what? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can this happen? I don't have an alma mater anymore. I don't, I mean, I was just confused and angry. I was very angry at the institution. Mm -hmm. So, but what that anger did was prompt me to say, where are the dental hygienists in my city? (laughs) Where are they? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm all by myself here. They -hmm. closed my program. I don't like it. I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's what really started me on the path of being a very committed uh, leader and volunteer in the American Dental Hygienist Association is. I wanted that community with other hygienists. And I knew that that's where power is. Mm -hmm. And even today, that's where power for change is in our profession. So, yeah, I just started. We had a meeting with three hygienists. Then three, I called them together and they said, yes, let's do this. So the next month we met, we had six. The third month we met, we had 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so then we reinstated the local component at that point.
0: That is amazing. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, um, you know, the association
1: work is just in my blood. I love it. Um, and every, I have to say that every professional like award or every, um, even job opportunity, I have worked in many factors and sectors of dental health, every single one of those has come because of the relationships that I have with individuals within the, my association, your association, Mm -hmm. our association. So, Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: yeah, so I just moved up and, you know, (laughs) right before I went into my master's program, I was the president of the state of Oregon Mm -hmm. and then I got out of my master's. And then as soon as I was past president of Oregon, I ran for trustee for district 12. So I just, because I mean, that, that's another story. The first time I went to a national meeting of the American dental hygienist association, I was like,
0: what? This is awesome. I and guess what year hear. I went, the, the year I went was a hundredth year. Oh, you were in Boston. Yes. Yeah.
1: That yes. was a great meeting.
0: Oh, my! Word. Meeting. it was, it was amazing. And I have to agree with you. Like even now, as you're talking, I think about my career, the people that I've met, the things that I've learned. UIP was what really kickstarted all the changes. Okay. Make for myself.
1: And, and that's fairly recent. Like, really, right? 2015, you've 2015. been on, on the move, yeah. 2015,
0: that was what really was like, you know what? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what have <laughs> I been doing? <laughs> These people see my potential. I'm like, well, let me tap into it. So it Yeah. Will- I love the fact that you bring that up. Cause that is so true. And I, I did SADA, you know, I had that okay. when I was at school. Yeah. I did the president role for that, but I didn't understand the impact until you get out of school and you start working right. with, right. I also didn't understand state. the impact till later. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Funny. That's funny. So how do you go from, you, you set your, first of all, you drop the pearl of getting an advanced degree. And I have, yeah. to, I have to stop for a second for I, I, I ask my next question because getting an advanced degree not, just, not only elevates yourself, but our profession. I can't say enough that I am a huge advocate of that. Yes. So many people have asked, especially with me being an entrepreneur, like, why do you really need it? Like, why do you need a master's degree? It's like, well, why, why wouldn't I? It's available. And in fact, I would love to go all the way to whatever the top is, which is a doctorate degree. Right. Is for you? Yeah. I think it's necessary for us to want to advance. It gives us more credibility. Yes. That we're uh, minimizing the experience of individuals, but it just elevates our profession as a whole. So I love the fact that you brought that up and how that's impacted you. Yes,
1: and I, I like you. I have many hygienists ask me about you know furthering their education, and you know the question is always: Should we go into a dental hygiene master's degree for teaching, research, etc., or something else? And you know everyone's path is individual, and you have to know who you are and what you want. And I say all advanced degrees by dental hygienists, elevate the profession, right? My advanced degree is not in dental hygiene Mm -hmm. because I wanted to broaden my own scope and my own education. However, my thesis was all on interdisciplinary collaboration between dental hygienists and the medical field. Mm -hmm. And I have used my RDH in every facet of my work life, Mm -hmm. whether it was directly related to dental hygiene or not.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, it's important.
0: So tell me, tell me something. How do you go from? I love the fact that you have you set goals for yourself. You're not going anywhere in your career unless you're setting some goals. And even now, right. where you are right now, and all yes. that's accomplished, you have goals. You have to <laughs> yes, have intentional goals. So how do you go from you know your speaker? You've gone into a past ADHA president where I've met you when you were president to focusing on martinis and menopause.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, it's, it's another goal. I had my entire life. I have been from a young girl. I have been an avid reader and I love to read, love, love, love to read. And all my adult life, I thought to myself, I want to write a book. I want to be an author. However, it was just a dream. And you know there is a difference between dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. But I always had a dream to write a book, and I never knew what I would write. I am not a fiction writer; it's not my skill set. Um, but I I have written many many articles for dental hygiene journals and magazines. And what I'm good at, I believe, is taking science and making it so accessible and um, usable and taking the science and helping people understand, well, here's the science, so here's some strategy. How are we gonna use this? How are we gonna make it real for our lives? And that's my skill set. So when I finished being the ADHA president, I took a deep breath (laughs) and a few months (laughs) to uh, kind of rest and uh, recreate within my mind what is going to be next, because that is the highest pinnacle of my dental hygiene profession. To date. So I met some people. Um, I joined the National Speakers Association, again, another association. I believe in association work. And right away through them, I met people who help people write books. So I um, hired a writing coach and I made a decision. I started writing in 2016. I'm going to write a book. And I decided to write the book of what I was most passionate about. And, you know, I do speak. I had spoken long before I started writing the book about women's health. I spoke about perimenopause, menopause, all the changes we as women go through. Even when I was in my younger years in the community college, I wrote papers about premenstrual syndrome, right? That was what my body was going through back then. Mm -hmm. So as my body in my early 40s started going through perimenopause, I took on my dental hygiene science hat and I said, what's going on with my body? Why is my brain changing? Why do my emotions get so off the handle? Why am I falling into depression when I've never been a depressive person in my entire life? So I took my science brain and got some answers and did a lot of uh, searching and a lot of researching and a lot of interviewing of other health professionals who deal with women's health. And so I already had a course, like a three-hour course that I gave all over the country. And so then when I said, I'm going to write my book, I know what I'm going to write my book on. I'm going to write my book on women's health and specifically menopause and perimenopause because that's what turns my crank. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it lights me up. It excites me. And you better be excited about whatever it is you're writing about because it takes a lot of time and effort to write
0: a book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's phenomenal. I have, I haven't, um, I have a signed copy cause I actually <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. I caught you before um, you went off to lunch, <laughs> get a signed <laughs> copy. Um, but that was actually going to be my next question because a lot, I've heard a lot of people else, a lot of other people say that they will love to write a book. And I love yes. the fact that you said you joined an association and then you got a coach. I think yes. so necessary. You have mentors that give you you know, a little bit of tidbits, a little bit of support, but it's not until you actually get a coach do you really level up where they can really yes. guide you through a process. And right. I needed one. I had one last year. I had one and I'm embarking I'm on another one that's going to get me to another level that I'm trying to achieve. And mm-hmm. so... I think that's a new not it's not a new concept, but one for dental hygienists that even yes. for our careers, we need to invest in ourselves. And sometimes that investment may mean we need to get a coach to learn that's, another skill.
1: That's exactly right. Yes. Um, and I didn't really know it. You know, like I didn't have a coach prior to hiring a writing coach, Ooh. but working with this gentleman was fabulous because, well, he knew how I, I, you know, he got to know me and he knew how I worked and how I work is I like homework. Okay. I like to have, these are my tasks. This is when it's due. And for me, that kind of structure helps me be productive. So, you know, he would start out with, I wasn't writing at the time. So I, I didn't start out writing the book. He started me out just getting into the habit of writing So he would give me writing prompts, you know, write about the happiest day of your whole entire life, for instance, you know, write about a day that you wish to never remember. You know, uh, if you could be anywhere 10 years from now, write what that is. So he just got me writing and I would have um, goals each week of how many minutes I was going to write. And to be honest, I started with 20 minutes, four times a day. That was it. I mean, four times a week, <laughs> twenty minutes, and I, I would—I put it on my clock. I'd get on my iPhone. I would put on twenty minutes, and I'd make nice butt stay in that seat, and I would write whatever I was writing. No, no editing, just write, 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 write. But what it did was it created a habit of writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, when I started on the book, I had already carved out time every week to do the writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of how he got me started. But coaching, yes, I'm with you. I'm always looking at where is my next business coach? Who is that going to be that's going to be able to help take me to my next goals?
0: Yeah, yeah. For me, I want to learn how to automate, fully automate a business. Oh,
1: me too. It yeah. would save so much time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I
0: that's tell you. Coach. That's my next coach. That really? That is see- in automation. Because well, that's I good. want to pull back and not have me always physically there. Mm -hmm. I understand you. As a solopreneur.
1: A solopreneur, exactly. Again, you and I have spoken before, Jasmine, that many hygienists come up to us and they want to do what we do, so to speak, or they want to start a business, or they want to do something outside of their clinical practice. And those desires are wonderful and great. But you know it takes a lot of work Mm -hmm. to be a solopreneur and to, I mean, you're doing everything, you're doing everything. And uh, uh, that's interesting that you want to automate because I do, I do too, because for me, um, systems is not a strong skill of mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a communicator, I'm big picture, I'm I want to talk to you. I want to connect with you. Um, And then to automate systems, very difficult for me. So I applaud you that (laughs) you're going to go on that journey.
0: Yeah, something's got to give. Something's got to give. And it's going to be automation because I'm like, I I don't want to, I don't always want to have to be there. Yes. I know what kind of life I want to build for my family, especially since my kids are still young.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are pulled in a lot of different directions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. I have another one that another another pearl that you said that really caught my ear, um, and I think it's important for us to discuss, especially for listeners, um, briefly, is asking permission. Sometimes many professionals feel like they have to ask for someone's permission, or, or, someone comes up to them and says. Here's $10,000 for you to do your goal. Now you have permission. Sometimes you have to create the opportunity for yourself. You have to self-sponsor. You have to invest in yourself and your dream and your goal before anyone else is actually saying or co-signing and saying, yes, that's a great idea. (laughs) Have you found anything in your journey that, that can attest to that?
1: Oh, absolutely! Number one, I've never had anyone give me ten thousand dollars and say, "Go do your dream, Kelly." And I'm like, <laughs> "That has never happened." Um, no, you know, I I'm writing a new workshop and keynote, and it's called Oxygen, please, mm-hmm. and it's all about the self care strategies we need to be successful leaders, successful human beings, really, um, and believing in yourself and investing in yourself are two key tenets of that whole program I'm putting together. And yes, for me and asking permission, I think as women, we sometimes are raised that way, or we are conditioned to think we must have somebody else's okay, or somebody else's permission to do something. And that simply is not true. We are all our own person and we need to have our own self-efficacy, meaning believing in ourselves Doing what we need for ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean you don't bring in your trusted advisors. And in my family, as I know in yours, you know, my spouse is my one of my trusted advisors. Mm-hmm. And um, a story I like to tell is when I I was going to go back for my master's degree. I actually researched for one year programs around the United States because I didn't know did I want to go to an online program? Did I want to go to a hybrid of online and in class? Mm -hmm. Or just simply in class and which degree did I want and I looked at all kinds of things dental hygiene higher education master's public health, you know communication a lot of it pharmacy Mm -hmm. And when I found the program, I was sure I wanted which was the university's 40 minutes away My daughter was gone already on a year abroad. My son was just getting ready to go to college He was a senior of high school so I sat my husband and my son down as my advisors, not to ask for permission. I knew I was going to go, but to ask them questions such as here's my pros and cons list if I go part-time versus full-time. So I'd already done all that homework of if I give, if I go full-time, I have to give up my job. I'm giving up my benefits. I'm not putting into my retirement for two years. You know, all those very real practical things you have to think about, Mm -hmm. Uh, if I stay part time, here's the pros and cons. And so I asked my advisors, what did they think? What do they advise me? And so that is very different than asking for permission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think as women, that's really important to make that distinction.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Oh, <laughs> <I'm>, you're so <laughs> empowered. You're so <laughs> empowered. Thank Let you. Me tell you When I, I got a new vision and I teased, I teased about this last time. I've got a new vision of Kelly when I read one of her newsletters. So you've got to sign up for her newsletter. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Yes. My my health
1: and wellness blog, (laughs) go to kellyjakes.com and that's spelled K-E-L-L-I-J-A-E-C-K-S. It's kind of a different spelling. Kellyjakes.com and sign up for my health and wellness blog.
0: Yes, because I, I'm telling you, I clutch my pearls. I only wear pearls every now and then, but I clutch my pearls because you don't hold anything back. You're very, <laughs> very empowering. And I, I just love that you share that. I love it. All right. So, um, this is my final question. My final question to you is what is the best career advice you've ever received? Wow. That's tough because
1: I have so many layers of great people who have spoken into my life. The best career advice is know who you are and know what you want. Because when you are able to sit still with yourself, you know, whatever you want to call that, you call that meditation, you call that prayer, you call that connecting with the universe, whatever that is for you, you need to be able to sit still with yourself and listen and know who you are. Because yourself will tell you, you know, it's that, it's that following that your heart, you know, it's that following that instinct that you have, but unless you quiet yourself, you won't feel or hear your own self. So you must know who you are and what do you want? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you know what you want, then you can find the path of how to get there in your career. You know, and I okay. I was a lot. I was kind of heavy. Okay, that was kind
0: of heavy. <laughs> <laughs> <I was laughs> but um, I'm listening to everything. Like, <laughs> give <it> to me. <laughs> kind of heavy. But you know, when I'm
1: talking to this dental hygiene crowd, right? A lot of dental hygienists listen to Beyond the Profi, and I have. I can't end that question, Jasmine, without saying how strongly I believe in coming together as professionals and your professional association. You know, I I I believe in it. You know, when I I got a job. I was a sales and marketing representative for a dental uh, company. And they asked, they were looking for one person in the state of Oregon. And because of relationship I had with other people in ADHA, I was the one. They they looked at me, they tapped me. I got this incredible job, mm-hmm. right? It was only there for one hygienist. And the only reason I got the job was because people knew who I was, because I was involved in my in my career and in my association. So that's, that's a tip. I always say too. Yeah. Many of my speaking, how I even got my speaking career started, which is another story also came from relationships I had within ADHA.
0: So same for me, the very first place I spoke nationally, ADHA, my very first place I gave a CE, my local component. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. My- right. And it's all those relationships. Yep.
0: It's so true. It's so true. Oh, please tell everyone where they can contact you. Again, tell them the topics you speak on because you're a phenomenal speaker, presenter, let them know so they know how to contact you.
1: Sure. Thank you, (laughs) Jasmine. I'm getting ready to embark on, I'm speaking eight different places in nine weeks coming up here and all (laughs) across the country and and at too many, at many dental hygienist um, associations and the ADA, et cetera. But I speak on a lot of things. Of course, I speak on women's health, martinis and menopause, and I talk about bone health, breast health, brain health, you know, as, as, we, as we go through the decades. So that's a really uh, popular course. And of course, also, I speak on inflammation because that is the foundation of all disease in our bodies, whether it's oral or whole health. So I do a lot of speaking on that. And in uh, that course, it's kind of fun because I really talk about prostate cancer, which nobody really talks about prostate (laughs) and I talk about colon cancer and pancreatic and all of that. And then, um, well, my newest course I have been doing is cannabis Mm -hmm. and dentistry and what, what we as oral health care professionals need to know Mm -hmm. about cannabis in this changing world that we're living in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's and then of course my newest one is oxygen please and it's all about self-care for the practitioner so we can better serve the patient oh so i really yeah. that one. i really yeah yeah really that one's in development I'm, I'm so excited I'm, I'm booking it right now it's in development and um oh i'm coming to maryland yeah you are where you live and i'm going to do that as a keynote so you'll if you're there you'll hear the first outing of that but um if people can get a hold of me at kellyjakes.com, that's my website. Mm-hmm. And again, it's spelled K E L L I J A E C K S.com. And there you can email me from there. You can um, talk to me about booking if you would like me to come speak for your group. And you can also um, buy my book there. And you can also please sign up for my blog so I can stay in contact with you all.
0: Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Kelly. What a fantastic episode. I really appreciate you coming onto the show today.
1: Thank you, Jasmine. Let's
0: go. <laughs> hey, BTP family. Thank you so much for joining the show. As a high achieving professional, we have to remember that we should never stop learning. And that's why Beyond the Profi offers the best CE that you can take from home or live in person. If you go to www.beyondtheprofi.com, under our events tab and under live CE webinars, you'll see a host of topics we cover, such as air polishing, working and managing the autistic population, medical marijuana, periodontal endoscopy, The list goes on with what we offer so that you can provide the best care for your patients. Beyond the Propy has taken the time to become AGD PACE CE provider and an AADH CE provider. So stop on over. Come on and learn with us. We can't wait for you to join us. We will continue to serve you with excellence and we'll see you next time.